0: People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire.
1: In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone,
0: wide open! James.
1: I would play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money don't make money, and I got scared money.
0: Rodgers to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones.
1: John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level?
0: You know, and it's just Cali swag.
1: What's good, Rainer Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online. And indeed, I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a few minutes. But first, Lord have mercy, what in the world was that? What was that? <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> what happened in Atlanta, guys? Well, I'll tell you what happened. The Raiders were handed a beat down by the Falcons. 43-6 to was the final as the Raiders dropped to 6-5 and on the season. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. I did not watch the fourth quarter. Nah, I did not. <laughs> I was not putting myself through that. I hope you guys didn't watch the fourth quarter either. I mean, I know we are diehard fans, but even the Raiders players wouldn't have played the fourth quarter if they had the choice. You know what I'm saying? Lord have mercy, the game was over. I was over it. I don't know how you watch film after that one. Gruden did, of course, and he said it was like going to the dentist and getting your teeth pulled. (laughs) It actually felt worse than that, watching it the first time around. So imagine watching it again. Could not do that. Could not do that. Couldn't even watch a full game. I mean, Lord, five turnovers. Five. You are not going to win many football games Actually, you're never going to win a football game with five turnovers unless the other team turns it over more, which is highly unlikely. I mean, it was ugly. It started ugly, and it ended ugly. Honestly, early on, I knew we were in trouble. (laughs) I mean, Gruden, I'm not sure what you were thinking, going for it on fourth and one at your own 45, right? That was a no-go, clearly. It resulted in a falcons field goal, so you're like, okay, good job defense, right? Kudos to the defense. Held them to a field goal. Next possession, strip sack. Falcons recover the fumble. Right before the half, looks like, you know, Raiders about to score. Nope, strip sack. (laughs) Falcons recover the fumble. (laughs) Golly. What, third quarter, great field position, thanks to the defense, and then, of course, special teams getting a hand on that punt. And then what happens? Pick six, bro. Pick six. And just like that, Raiders down 20. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. And it was all downhill from there. (laughs) You thought it couldn't get any worse? It got worse. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention penalties. Penalties killed the Raiders. 11 penalties for 141 yards. And, of course, what I didn't mention a second ago, one of the biggest was The Raiders roughing the kicker penalty. Oh, my goodness. After a missed field goal, by the way, which ended up resulting in a touchdown. So instead of a good stop and zero points, it turned into seven points. The hits just kept on coming. The Raiders couldn't stop the bleeding. Again, I stopped watching after the third quarter. Mm. So with that said, let's move on to some news and notes before I bring in J.J., So some news, the Week 16 matchup against the Miami Dolphins will be in prime time on Sunday night, December 26th, so the day after Christmas. Kickoff is set for 8.15 Eastern Time, so 5.15 Pacific Time, and it will be broadcasted on the NFL Network. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad that we're going to be in prime time. Most of you guys will be off. It's going to be a Saturday, hanging out with the fam, I'm assuming, or hopefully, Anyhow, this game will be in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. And if the Raiders can take care of business before then, this matchup will have big playoff implications on the line. Because if they take care of business, it will. All right, in other news, the NFL ordered teams to shut down all in-person team activities on Monday and Tuesday of this week. We are recording this on a Tuesday, so yesterday and today, due to the spike in COVID-19 cases across the country and the fact that, you know, they understand many players and staff probably had family and friends in town for Thanksgiving, and so they expected a spike then as well, a post-Thanksgiving spike. Um, Players are allowed to get treatment at the facility, but then they have to leave immediately after. So the Raiders will continue their virtual meetings today, and then they will get back to work in person at the Raiders facility in Henderson tomorrow, Wednesday. Some injury updates. Gruden said on Monday that Trent Brown will be back practicing this week, but he doesn't believe that he's going to play against the Jets. And listen, they shouldn't need him against the Jets. (laughs) Although, you know, Brandon Parker did have a rough outing. I'm hoping that he can hold up Versus the windless Jets. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <sighs> but the good news is, it looks like the Raiders will get back Trent Brown for this final stretch of games. They definitely need him. His presence has been missed. Uh, Gruden said he thinks LaMarcus Joyner and Cleveland Farrell will also be back. And also David Irving as well should be back this week. Some good news regarding running back Josh Jacobs. He had x-rays for that sprained ankle. He appears to be okay. If you follow Josh Jacobs on Instagram, you know that he posted a photo on Instagram with him in a boot, right? So you probably were like freaking out when you saw that, but then you saw that what he wrote, and he wrote um, that he won't have any setbacks. (laughs) And then Gruden kind of confirmed that and said that he spoke to Josh, and Josh told him he's confident that he'll be able to play. So that's what I like to hear. Plus, Josh... Y'all know last year he played with freaking a dislocated shoulder for most of the year because he's a G. But anyways, uh, hopefully he'll have a better game than he did last game. Seven uh, carries for, I believe, 27 yards. Not going to get the job done. But again, he was banged up and the Raiders just all around. Played like caca. Caca, doo, doo. Boo, boo. All of that. Also, Gruden said that he's hoping to get Jalen Richard and Theo Riddick back this week. So hopefully the running game can get a boost from that. And finally, Damon Arnett, who suffered a concussion, appears to be doing well. Thank goodness. He's hoping to get through the concussion protocol this week so he can play on Sunday. So obviously things will change. Again, we're recording this on a Tuesday. So maybe we'll you know hear some news during this podcast sometime later this week. But At least we'll get some guys back healthy. That is the good news. All right, JJ will join us in just a second. But first, we have to take a quick break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. 2020 has really reshaped how we work. And businesses across the globe are challenged every day to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Now, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. And right now, Indeed is offering Blue Wire listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply all right now to all my nfl listeners out there you might not be able to be at the game this year but you can still get in on the action at bet online BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So, why don't you head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. time now to bring in my good friend former super bowl champion wide receiver and current nfl network analyst oh and soon to be san jose sports hall of fame inductee james jones sounds pretty good doesn't it
0: (laughs) it does sound pretty good man you know anything san jose man sounds good (laughs) home so I'll take it
1: <laughs> I was just trying to give you the proper introduction
0: you always do man you be setting me out right man you know that's why I'm up at seven in the morning man just so you know I can smell my roses because I know you're gonna hook me up
1: <laughs> <laughs> well JJ before you came on I displayed my frustration with Raider Nation after yeah. seeing the Raiders get straight molly yeah. by the Atlanta Falcons and this comes after just a week after their heartbreaking loss to the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs, in which we said still, despite the loss, yeah. you know, the Raiders put the league on notice, right? And they could 100%. play with anybody in the
0: league. 100%. 100%. Well, um, yeah. this also
1: comes after a week I trashed our defense. And they're the <laughs> ones, you know, who played inspiring football, at least for the first three quarters of the game. It was the offense who didn't get off the bus, right? Yeah. And Raider Nation is stuck here wondering, you know, is this the same old Raiders of years past or <laughs> JJ, is this, you know, just one of those games where you rip up the tape and and move on from?
0: And you you know what's crazy is as I was watching the game and you know, I know I sent you a bunch of angry faces, a <laughs> bunch of bad, a bunch of bad language and all that type of stuff. It's crazy as I was watching that game because as I'm watching the game, I'm sitting there like I've been here before. And I've been there with the Raiders before. And I've been there with the Packers before. Yeah. The only only sucky thing about the Packers is I've been there. And it's been one time I've been there was the NFC Championship. Another time I've been there, it was the divisional round. Where we all just decided as a team, you know what? The hell with everything. It's time (laughs) to go home. (laughs) And we just got off the bus and nothing went right. Cornerbacks can't make throws, couldn't block, can't catch, everybody fumbling, and it's just one of those days where everybody's just looking at each other on the sideline, too, and as you're looking at each other, you're like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, dude, you suck, I suck. I mean, it's supposed to just be one of us (laughs) on this day. Like, you should be balling, let me suck, and you pick me up and have my back, but it was just one of those days for the Raiders, man, and it and it happens, and it's and it's crazy to say it happens because you're professionals and you like, dang, all it can't be everybody playing bad on the same day and they dang professionals, but yeah. it happens, man. So just like last week, my glass is still half full oh,
1: because Lord. I okay. just
0: truly know that in this league. You're going to have games like that where it's just like, man, what is going on? So, yeah, Fallon, you're absolutely right. When when the coach gets in the locker room, listen, fellas, this one is done. <laughs> We're not talking about this one after we leave this locker room. We're not looking at this one um, on Monday for film study. This one is gone. We are on to the Jets. We're going to get our stuff right. Everything is still in front of us. Let's go play some football. But you have games like that. And like I said, I've sat there on the sideline, Fallon, in the NFC Championship like we choose today to play our worst and to play like this. So the good thing is, is the Raiders get that one out your system. That one is gone. Understand that even though you're not the Super Bowl champions, the Raiders always get everybody's best shot. Everybody wants Coach Gruden. Everybody wants the Raiders. So you can't come out here sleeping in none of these games.
1: But it came at just the worst time. It was just so ill timed. You know, <laughs> yeah. against a three and seven team, these yeah. are the games that you're supposed to win. If it happened against, you know, the Chiefs, ULANA, it is what it is. But it comes against a three and seven team in James. But what did I
0: tell you? What did I tell you last week, though? I said this is a three and seven game. team that you don't want to see.
1: Well, that's true. But and don't forget though, JJ, I said on the podcast last week, last year the Raiders were six and four entering the game against the Jets, who were also three and seven at the time, just like the Falcons. Yeah. And what happened? They end up getting their butts kicked, and then they lose five. Of their last six games of the season, and of course they missed the playoffs last year, so they have to prove JJ that this is not the same Raiders team as it was in 2019. So if we're keeping it 300, you really are not worried at all.
0: No, I'm not worried at all because I, I feel like games like this, games like this happen. So okay. now, if they lose this week, or even if they play trash this week, then that's when I start worrying because you play trash against the against the Falcons and you get destroyed. All right. But games like that happen. But if you go out here and even if you win against the Jets, but you play trash and you don't look the way you're supposed to look, then that's when I start getting worried. Okay. Like, oh, shoot. OK, is the Raiders, they just not clicking right now or whatever, you know. So but right now, no, I'm not worried. But it's crazy because sometimes you press. Coaches press like we used to always say in the locker room when big games came and all that, you know, and. Coaches used to get to yelling for stuff they don't usually get to yelling about and all that. We like, oh, shoot, their booty holes is getting tight. Everybody's <laughs> scared. Yep. It's a big game. <laughs> or, you know, or it could be a situation like this. You knew you were at this point in the season last year where you were six of four, and now the players are pressing like, oh, man, we can't go out there and play bad. We laid an egg last year. We were six of four. Coaches is pressing on the defense and the offense because before the game started, you heard Derek Carr's. Did you hear Derek Carr's uh, game day speech before they went out there? No, what'd he say? His game day speech, he brought all the guys up, and he said, we were in this position last year. We were 6-4, and four and we came out, and all of us remember what happened. This is what he said before the game to the guys. So when I heard that, I'm like, oh, shoot, they've been talking about this dang all week. Yeah. Oh, it's crap. in the coaches' heads. It's in the players' heads that they laid an the egg at this time last year. I didn't even. I'm know like, that. no, I didn't want to hear that. I just want y'all to go out there and play football and do what you do. Quit worrying about last year that happened. But he came out. He said that, and I said, oh man, it's on everybody's mind that they gave up some games last year and could have made the playoffs. And then they came out and played like that, and I just felt like Dane is had everybody pressing because they felt like that. So get that one out your system, Raiders. And let's go on to the Jets and let's play (laughs) how we are supposed to play. You know what I mean? We know the Jets are terrible. We know you can go out here and play bad and still beat the Jets by 20. Go out (laughs) there and look the way you are supposed to look. Dominate this game on both sides of the ball and win a game and get some mojo. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, you win one game, you'll be looking at this playoff picture totally different.
1: Well, it's a week-to-week league, right? So, obviously, a Raider Nation now is all up in arms, and they're freaking out, including myself. I keep telling myself, you know, I'm not worried that they'll bounce back next week against the Jets. But then I think about last season again, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I have a pit in my stomach thinking about that. So, I just can't wait for Sunday to come. And hopefully they win, so then I can erase that out of my memory. You know what I mean? Um, but I do have to roll off some stats. This may or may not make you feel better. I have to, I saw this and I was like, what in the actual? Um, and this part did make me feel better for one reason. So listen to this, JJ. The Raiders had 11 penalties for 141 yards. Okay, that looked like the old Raiders, right? So that's what I'm like, are you serious? What's going on? Then they had five turnovers. They were sacked five times and allowed 43 points. Since 1940. 1940, JJ. Mm. That's what, 80 years ago. That's a long time ago. No NFL team has hit those thresholds in a single game in terms of penalties, penalty yards, turnover sacks, and points allowed. So that tells me, hopefully that tells me, that this was an (laughs) anomaly it was a one-off. It's I'm not going to ever happen again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least for another eighty years. Right.
1: <laughs> and that this was just, you know, some <laughs> fluke. That's what I'm hoping, right? Yeah. Uh, also, JJ, this is what kind of is concerning a little bit when it comes to the John Gruden era, the second stint. The Raiders, they're lost. They're forty-three to six lost to the Falcons, right? After that, the Raiders now have lost by thirty plus points. Five times in forty-three games since John Gruden returned, mm. they lost only five games by thirty-plus points in one hundred and eighteen games before Gruden came back, and we're talking about zero in Cable's last six games. One for yeah. just for Hugh Jackson, two for Dennis Allen, two for Tony Sperano and zero under Jack Del Rio. Yeah. So basically, they've been getting whopped under John Gruden. Now, are yeah. they, do you do you pay attention to stats? Do you think found that was a pointless stat for you to roll off?
0: No, I mean, I mean, number one, I'm not a fan of stats anyway unless they're good. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I I don't really worry about stats like that because I mean, a lot of those points could have been garbage time too. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those points could have been, you know, game already out of reach. Backups in the dang game. We don't know. You know, and they put up another bummy touchdown and win by 30. Who knows? <laughs> Who yeah, knows? Yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't really worry about those stats. What I do worry about is what I see on film. And when you watch the Raiders, you see the Raiders going in the right direction. You know what I mean with Coach Gruden. And, yeah, you run into speed bumps like this where you look like this. And you hate to look like this because the Raider team that – You know, look pretty doggone good against the Kansas City Chiefs look like they're going in the right direction. And then you get a game like this where you like, man, what in the world is going on? But like I said, my glass is half full. This is is a very good football team. They went out there. Nobody got off the bus. It happens. You have games like this. There's been plenty of coaches that said we are throwing this tape out. We're not even watching this tape the way we played today. You know what I mean, and so
1: Gruden watched it. He said it was like uh, pulling teeth. He said it was yeah, like going to a de- yeah, going coaches, to the dentist. Yeah, coaches,
0: coaches all coaches always should watch it, but players, you guys don't <laughs> need you guys don't need to see this. Let's let's get ready for the Jets. Let's regroup. Let's come back out and let's play football. But the Raiders will be all right.
1: Well, obviously, Raider Nation hopes that they will be all right. Um, now, on last week's podcast. We talked about Carl being the most consistent player on the team and how he should be in the MVP conversation. I'm not sure if I will retract my comments just yet. uh, Because, you know, as you mentioned, a ton of quarterbacks and a ton of, you know, teams have these kind... Of games, you know, these one off games. And in terms of quarterbacks, I mean Aaron Rodgers, I saw him have one of these games this season. You know, he's had a every year he has, I feel one of these games, right? Um, so does Derek Carr. But yeah,
0: Tom, Tom Brady having them back to back to back to back, <laughs> back to back too, so, <laughs> he's rolling, you... he's
1: rolling <laughs> half a half all these terrible games.
0: You know.
1: No, for sure. I dev- I was gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that, That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, Sunday though, for Derek Carr, man, uh it was obviously a nightmare. It couldn't get any worse. The concern I do have with Carr are his fumbles. He had three Fumbles on Sunday, he lost all of them. Now, not to mention one of the turnovers, though, the pick six, even though it wasn't a fumble, and we're talking about the fumbles, the pick six, man, after the defensive specialties put the offense in prime position to score, you're like, okay, they'll score. Raiders will be right back in this game. Nope, pick six. Raiders down by 20, just like that. Uh But anyways, it was basically, you know, a snowball effect. Derek Carr had that one, first fumble, and then it was one after another, one after, you know, the other. Um, and he couldn't recover. But, JJ, I don't know if you know this, but Carr has a league high, 31 lost fumbles since hmm. he came into the league in, in 2014. How do you fix that? Because yeah. on Sunday, he didn't even feel the pressure coming.
0: Yeah. Well, who sh- are on, on at least two of them. I mean, should he even see it? You know what I mean? It's, it's coming from his blind side. It's not even like, you know what I mean? It was a blitz or something coming. It was just a one-on-one, me versus you. The defensive end went right around our tackle and came and got D.C. But, Red
1: and Parker struck yes, in, in but what Yes, but
0: what I will say, and just watching D.C. on them fumbles, number one, Number one, when you know it's getting cloudy, you got to step up and protect the rock. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's been a lot of times when D.C. tries to step up and he still, you know, has the ball right there at his shoulder lane trying to get the ball out to make a play, you know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of times it works but, and some, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, to be honest with you, when you're missing one-on-one blocks and guys is getting clean swipes at the ball, That's something different. But, you know, when they bring in blitzes and you see it and, you know, it's coming right down the pipe and you see it coming and you're losing those fumbles, those are the fumbles that I'm like, all right, protect the rock. You see it coming. Two hands on the rock, cradle it up. You know, protect the ball. Don't don't don't. Take the sack. Yeah, just take the sack. Don't give that up. You know, but the the one on one blocks and the ones you can't see. I mean, that's that, that's something else. You got a two hundred and seventy pound guy that you can't see coming, swiping at the ball. He gonna knock it out of all our hands. But like I said, <laughs> it's it's the ones you see. The blitzes, the ones you the ones you see coming, and you try to step up in the pocket and still try to deliver the ball. In my opinion, protect the rock right there. Go down with it. Hold on to the ball. He's strong. You y'all see his biceps and all that when he be coming out to practice and all that, showing his showing his triceps and all that. He's strong. So protect the ball, bro. And 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 quit letting him knock that ball out your hands, man. Because I mean turnovers is key, especially when you start playing games that really mean something. Playoff games and all that. You gotta protect the rock and not turn the ball over.
1: I mean, he had four turnovers and as a team, five. You cannot win a football game.
0: No. You're not beating no Turning the
1: ball over five damn times. Yeah, you're not
0: beating Gunners in high school, turning the ball five, five, <laughs> turning the ball over five times. I mean, they gonna have a Heck chance they no. gonna have a chance to beat you. So, you know, that's one stat right there, Fallon, that I do pay attention to you know I don't pay attention to a lot of them but turnovers is one that I do pay attention to man and I used to pay attention to when I played even even if whether we gave up one the defense got one special team got one I I would know on the sideline oh shoot we losing the turnover battle this ain't good you know what I mean so that's one thing they that they do got to worry about and and try to win every time they go into the ball game especially Derek knowing That your defense is not a turnover machine, <laughs> so you can't go out there on offense turning the rock over, thinking you're gonna get it back. You know what I'm saying? You know, Drew Brees may get this thing back. Aaron Rodgers may have a chance to get this thing back. You know what I'm saying? You. Yeah, your chances ain't too good, you know, yeah, with no. the defense trying to get you this rock back. So
1: And you, and that's what's frustrating, because Jonathan Abram comes up with the interception and you can't freaking capitalize yeah, on the turnover. Yeah,
0: and that's one of the times. You know what <laughs> I mean? But,
1: <laughs> but I'm saying when they actually come yeah. up with the damn turnover yeah, the you offense, know
0: what I mean? the offense just laid the egg, man. They it was they, horrible. they just stunk it up. You know, Derek Carr fumble, Derek Carr picked, then Josh Jacobs come. The hole is you could drive a tractor through the hole and then he fumbled. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my.
1: But it was also penalties, you know, the, so you know, the kicker like business, the field goal. Then you get roughing the, the kicker penalty. They end up scoring a touchdown. It was like yeah, so many yeah, things was, went wrong.
0: It was a lot of stuff going wrong, you know.
1: I will say this. Just when you thought Brandon Parker was doing a fine job filling in for Trenton Brown at right tackle, yeah. <laughs> Parker had a rough outing. And, and this is when you see Brown's presence yeah. being sorely missed and, and, and how and he's a difference maker. And scares
0: that, me. And that scares me too when, you know, when I was watching the game, I'm like, who got those sacks? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when you start playing teams with big time pass rushers, like you losing to a dude that basically just came off the practice squad. I'm looking at this dude like, who is this? you know what I mean I'm like I'm like they best pass rusher the Falcons had is on the Raiders practice squad who is this dude you know what I'm saying I'm like Tack McKinley is on the Raiders team now who is this dude coming off the edge like this you know what I mean just dominating his one-on-ones and coming around and so I'm like man I don't even want to get to playing these very good pass rushers coming off the edge man when you get in the playoffs and you got to play these good, good teams so I'm like Oh, man, I'm like, that's one thing that I was like, the Raiders got to get that fixed because it's it's too many weapons on the team. We run the ball well, but – and like I said, everybody had a bad game. Buddy ain't showed us that he played like that all season long, so I'm not going to put it on him neither, but we got to be able to win our one-on-one blocks.
1: Well, again, Brown – is a difference maker period he needs to be out there on the field and there's a reason why Trent Brown is getting paid the big bucks right so the Raiders need him out there it looks like he's going to practice this week JJ according to John Gruden um, but they do not expect him to play this weekend against the Jets and clearly they should not need him to yeah, play yeah that's this exactly weekend against what I'm about to
0: say get out there get your <laughs> mojo goals We don't need you against the Jets. We'll catch you next week, brother. But get out here and get your tires rolling.
1: Well, guess what, JJ? Congratulations are in order for Derek Carr. He welcomed his baby girl into this world on Monday. Oh,
0: there we go. Congrats, brother.
1: Yeah. So congratulations, Derek Carr. Fourth Man, child, DC's
0: popping the kids out.
1: well Okay, Heather is popping the kids out. Well,
0: I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> she's DC's doing all the there, work.
1: Excuse you. DC
0: doing some work too. Now, nah. you know, what I mean, D- DC says COVID. <laughs> <laughs> DC says COVID is going down.
1: Yeah, he had, a, he had definitely had a COVID baby. Now, let me just tell you though, forget. At, now that I'm a mom, listen, y'all barely do anything. Okay, we put in wow, all the work. Okay, wow. to have a child. <laughs>
0: You wow. guys could
1: not survive labor. You could not survive labor, hey, and and Heather has I'm done it you. four times,
0: four yeah, I'm times. With, I'm with you on that. If if men had to have babies, it wouldn't be none of us here. I understand <laughs> that, but you know, y'all we, would die during labor. We I'm play a part. We play a part in this too. You know what I'm saying? We uh, play a part in this too. But yes. Heather is the one popping them out but DC up <laughs> there doing some work too
1: <laughs> well I say that because DC tweeted you know you know we welcomed our baby girl into this world um but he also tweeted good start to the week to get back on track
0: there we go so there we go.
1: It was basically he was saying I have my daughter now let me get back on track. Maybe he was worried that his wife was going gonna go no. into labor early, and then that's why he had a rough game. I don't know. That's what I'm no. just trying to give him the benefit no. of the doubt.
0: Here. No. no, 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 no. They just it happens <laughs> like that. You just you just play garbage sometimes. It I happens. Know. You I know. know
1: I, mean? I know. Offensively, just a horrible, horrible yeah. day all around. It happens. Could have run the dang football to save their life. You know, Josh Nothing. Jacobs only 27 yards, I believe, on seven carries. Yeah. But one thing I will say before we wrap this thing up. Henry Ruggs finally saw some targets, J.J.
0: Yeah.
1: Five targets. He finished with three catches for 56 yards. Yeah. So hopefully that will continue this week. Yeah.
0: He got one target, too, that he dropped a bomb down the field. that You got to make that play. And the only reason why I say that, because I'm like, Henry, me and Fallon been on this podcast <laughs> yeah, saying, get you these balls now. I don't know if you're listening to us, and then you go out there, man, and they dial one up for you, and it's right off your hands on a really must-needed play in the game because y'all was out of it. You know what I mean? I would have gave the offense some type of mojo, but that was good to see them take shots to him, hand it off to him on the little reverse and all that good stuff, just just to get him involved in the ball game.
1: Before we look ahead, and we're not going to do much looking ahead till to next week, but before we look ahead, I do want to ask you about uh, what you saw from the defense because I was obviously impressed. I felt like they're the only, you know, uh, side of the ball that <laughs> showed up, got off the bus. But, you know, Trayvon Mullen, Nicholas Morrow, Max Crosby, you know, those are the guys who I feel like are— one getting better each week, and a consistent ball players. You know what I'm saying um, on the defensive side of the ball.
0: No, you're right, and and especially the young corners, man. I feel like I feel like Mullins is is really coming on, man. It seems like every time he's he's on the island by himself, he's he's making a play, whether it's a bat down. You know what I mean? I know I know some of them plays you wish could be interceptions, but we know why they play DB. You know they just mm-hmm. receivers, they just receivers that couldn't catch. <laughs> and got moved to D B. So, you know, beggars, beggars can't be choosy. I but I just feel like, man, I don't know with, with with Mullins, every time I watch him play, I just feel like when he's out there by himself, I'm starting to feel like, hey, don't try him. Yeah. I feel like he's always in the right position, always, you know, has an opportunity to make a play on the ball. He's playing good football. Obviously, Max is, is, has a motor. He's he's always gonna be you know, around the action, you know, having a chance to make some plays. But I feel like our young secondary is starting to play well together. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're starting to understand each other. And like I said before on the last podcast, I feel like they're making stuff simple on the defense right now and just letting the guys fly around and play football. And that's why you really see them getting their hands on a lot of footballs, you know, being around the quarterback a lot more because it's just, hey – Hey, put your hair back in the ponytail and let's go to work. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what it looks like the Raiders' defense is doing. So that's a good thing.
1: And I'll be remiss if I don't mention Jonathan Abram because <laughs> he did come up with an interception. And
0: yeah, you know all he flying always flying around all game,
1: and he always flies around all yeah. game. Um, and also, you know, people go, "Oh my God!" But they put up forty three points against the Raiders Well, seven you of them when
0: you have five turnovers, exactly, four turnovers, whatever it is,
1: exactly seven yeah. of the, those points were from the defense for Mm -hmm. one. And the other ones were, the defense was put in a terrible position by the offense (laughs) because of the turnovers. (laughs) So yeah, the the defense definitely uh, took a step forward this week and hopefully that continues into next week, which brings me to the final segment. Next up, Raiders will be on the road to face the winless jets. Now listen, no disrespect to the jets y'all, but this doesn't really warrant a preview like we usually (laughs) do. (laughs) You know, Adam Gase, Sam Darnold and company are 0 at 11. Ooh. Raider Nation, y'all know how that feels.
0: Yeah, no. At least 0-10. Yeah,
1: well, I was
0: about to say, we ain't seen 0-11, thank God.
1: <laughs> JJ was on that team, 0-10, <laughs> 2014. Sorry to bring it up, JJ, but y'all know how it feels. But Raiders, if you cannot beat a winless team, you do not deserve to be in the playoff discussion. Period. And I know the Raiders cannot wait, JJ, to get the bad taste out of their mouths and play another game because last weekend was just obviously inexcusable, embarrassing. Again, it does happen, but still, in my opinion, inexcusable. And losing to the Jets will be inexcusable and beyond embarrassing. Please do not be the team to, uh, you know, get the Jets their first win of the season. Please do not be that team. I know
0: it's it's crazy because, number one, (laughs) number one, these are the longest weeks. Because you just played terrible and you just want to get out there and play another game. Number two, this is, and and I speak from experience, this is the most scariest game that you'll ever be a part of. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I have been a part of the Green Bay Packers when we played the 0 and 15 Detroit Lions. Oh. And, and boy, the pressure that's on you, like we cannot be the team. <laughs> that, if they go yeah. one and fifteen, we cannot be the team that they beat. You do not want to be the team that an old and whatever team beats you. So I know the Raiders is ready to get back out there to get this taste out their mouth, but at the same time, you're scared because you're like, boy, <laughs> if we lose this game, I don't even want to look at my Twitter, my Instagram. I don't want to hear what my wife got to say, my friends got to say. I do not want to be around nobody. So this is a must win. (laughs) And I'm telling you, it's a scary position to be in.
1: And JJ, if I'm not mistaken, the 0-10 Raiders team in 2014, your first win was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. On Thursday Night Football, correct? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, the... (laughs)
0: I'm telling you, man. It's it's, it's scary. You don't want to you don't want to be that you don't want to be that team, man. So Raiders, let's go.
1: Yeah, and it could have it's an East Coast game too. That's kind of what scares yes. me. But no, nothing scares me. Actually, I mean, I'm a little scared, I ain't gonna lie. But <laughs> in my opinion, I think that they will show up and they will show out and will actually get off the bus this week and put a whooping on the Jets. So with that said, final score prediction. I'll say I say the Raiders beat the Jets 31 to 13.
0: I like your score, but I'm saying it's, it, I, I truly believe it's going to be a dominating fashion, man. And I I, I think, I think we talking about a 40 burger. I'm saying 45 to 17 Raiders.
1: Ooh, I like that 45, 17 Raiders. Yeah. So I last week said that they were going to put a forty burger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the Atlanta Falcons. Well, guess what? The Atlanta Falcons put a forty burger on the Raiders. 100%. So, so I was so I was remiss. I, I was like, you know, I was a little hesitant to yes. uh, say that the Raiders would score forty in this one. So I'm just gonna say thirty-one to thirteen. That's still a, a pretty darn good score to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, dominate. But I, I, I smell forty.
1: Okay. So what was that again? Forty. Five to how much? 17?
0: I said 45-17. Yep, I'll give them they'll probably get a late garbage score at the end.
1: We'll yeah, see what 40, happens.
0: 45-17.
1: Don't let us down, Raiders. Don't let us no, down. it will be alright. Because I might have to just blow up this podcast and we're done for the whole year. Yeah, if they, they lose to the
0: Jets. To the Jets. Ain't no damn podcast. We are coming <laughs> on here talking no loss to the Jets. We'll see y'all next week when whoever <laughs> they play. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keep It at 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out.
0: Peace.